definitely human. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It is 1920, the year of Cornelia Cavendish's 60th birthday. On an expedition to the opening of a newly discovered Egyptian tomb, Cornelia and her unlikely associates have faced many adversities, including gruesome murders, unfathomable monoliths, and hideously maniacal beasts. Far from civilization and safety, there is nothing left to do but open the tomb. Nothing left but to cross the threshold and journey deeper into the infinite bad. The Tomb of Aresnufis, Part 8 Dorothy, Cornelia and Joy are awoken by the sound of Sebastian's booming laughter. They emerge from their tent, bleary-eyed, into the beating heat and light of the desert's pitiless sun. Sebastian is standing on the bank of the Nile, looking out onto its empty waters, still laughing manically. The Nubia has left, and with it, any hope of escape. Sebastian, that's not really very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just our luck, eh? We're all going to die here. <sighs> so you, you look over to the workers' tent and you notice that uh, at some point in the, in the night, the workers who may have had trouble sleeping went outside and have passed out while smoking more opium. So they're comatose uh, in, in, a, in a kind of triangle around each other. Uh, Jean Salim and Mohammed are not present. Uh-huh. Henry, uh, you notice that there is a uh, well, what looks like a body with a white sheet over it outside, directly outside of Henry's tent. Henry emerges from the tent with an armful of dynamite under his arm and starts striding towards the tomb door. I nod at Henry and then I turn to the others and say, "Ladies, I." I'm beginning to have some regrets about us giving opium to all the workers here. (laughs) Is there any cure for opium, Dorothy? Like a strong coffee or something? (laughs) I don't think so. Mm, Not that you know of. So we're on our own again. I think we should maybe stop. 
Henry. Oh, sweet Jesus, he had dynamite in his hands! <laughs> <laughs> and run up towards Henry, trying to stop him. Okay, so do you all run after with Sebastian? Not so much run as walk. I... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I follow. Okay, Joy? Yeah, yeah. Follow. Okay, so you're all following. Uh, you're all following Sebastian as he's kind of bustling to to catch up with Henry. Uh, you catch up with Henry before he gets to the tomb, uh, but he barely he he looks at you and acknowledges your presence, but he doesn't say anything else to you, and he just keeps striding purposefully towards the tomb. Uh, Henry, buddy, old chum, <laughs> what are you doing with all that dynamite? <laughs> That's rather a lot of dynamite. He says that work is useless. We're getting into the tomb today. Mm. We'll see <laughs> if this has all been worth it. Yes, I hear you. Uh, I would suggest that's rather too much dynamite to be excavating a tomb. <laughs> Seems like we might have a bit of an accident. Hmm? Says, I am Henry Clifford, noted adventurer. I know exactly how much dynamite we need to get through this blasted rock. Yes, well, I tried. <laughs> Turn around. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to blow up the tomb. We should probably all stand clear. Unless anyone wants to try and stop him. I mean, I did a pretty good go at it. And mm. he was like a rock. Couldn't <laughs> be moved at all. Not by reason or logic of any kind. Well, I mean, I guess that the plan always was to... To, to, to get yeah. into the tomb. Yeah. Yeah, I have no intention Just, of stopping him. I guess yeah. I don't really trust his mental state, but... He'll I be mean, fine. I don't think he's coming out of that tomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stand clear. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you... <laughs> Like heroes. He <laughs> <laughs> just watched him go into the tomb. Just tutting at him. <laughs> Not what I would have done. We all have our methods. So he brings the dy- uh, Henry brings the dynamite to the foot of the tomb's door and he rigs up uh, three sticks of it, uh, one in the middle and one on either side of, of the door's edge. Uh, then he wires it up and takes uh, maybe about fifty feet towards the towards the bank of the river, which is around where where you four are, uh, and he he detonates it. So dynamite bursts into a whirling cloud of dust and sand, which spreads tendrils of smoke into the windless air. The stone doors snap and crumble under the force of it, uh, and as the dust starts to clear, you can see they look like wet sand being tipped over, and the air from inside starts to seep out, carrying the smell of terrible organic staleness tinged with spices. So at this, um, Henry picks up a an oil lantern, and hands one other oil lantern kind of indistinctly in your general direction. Who, who I, takes it? I from take him? it. Sebastian, you, you take it from, from his hand. Uh, and, and Henry starts striding towards the opened tomb entrance uh, and takes out his pistol from its holster on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Why does he think he's going to need that? Right. You still got a, yeah, I've still got a pistol, pistol. join. Mm-hmm. I've still got a pistol, although I don't know how many bullets I've got, because you just gave me all of yours. Which were four. Four. Okay, I have four bullets. Yeah. <laughs> but did you not shoot? No, you just strided after them, yeah. didn't you? You didn't shoot into the night, that was... No. Um... I'm not a fool. Um, I, I stride on behind, um, preferably behind Sebastian, if you're spreading <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, I sort of look at you like, huh? What? Whoa! Uh, right, okay, uh, this way, everyone. <laughs> yeah, okay, and I Dorothy, yeah. do you want a gun? <laughs> I don't think I'll be using this if you'd rather have it. All right, I take the gun. That's good, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you were handy with it at Draco Hall, you know, and all that 
messiness. <laughs> the unfortunate. <laughs> yes, it's all been. I mean, it's been a similar kind of adventure in a way, although nothing strange has happened on this one. <laughs> some murders, yes, and some lions, but otherwise, fairly normal. So the four of you are are following behind Henry um, with. with well, Sebastian with his lantern, Henry also with his lantern. As the smoke and dust begin to subside more, and as you approach the entrance of the tomb, you see behind uh, the behind the tomb door, a figure start to step towards you through the parting dust mm-hmm. and sand. I whip my gun out and hold it up now, terrified. It is a man. Uh, he seems to be in his mid-50s. He's balding heavily. Um, but the remaining ring of hair that he has is quite long and is this kind of lustrous ginger brown colour. And he has a similarly lustrous ginger brown moustache and soul patch goatee kind of extend, protruding from his face. They look a little bit dusty now with uh, with the effects of the explosion um, and his clothes look, look quite rumpled. Uh, but besides that, he looks like a perfectly normal European man. I would like to very slowly, very calmly lower Joy's gun <laughs> so that it's no longer pointing at this normal-looking man. Uh, Dorothy, do you want to do anything with your gun? Keeping it lowered. Okay. Henry, on the other hand, has a, is, is raising his gun, which is pointed quivering at the man. Um, I say, hello there. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I just wave politely. Uh, the man uh, who, who perhaps was having trouble seeing through the smoke himself uh, now sees the, that, that Henry is pointing a gun at him and he starts and his eyes widen and he says, Oh, please stop. Please. Uh, I mean no harm. Uh, Henry, old chum. You better put the gun away. He seems friendly. Seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Henry looks looks behind you and says, This tomb hasn't been open for 2,000 years at least. There's probably a perfectly reasonable explanation for all this. Maybe a, another entrance in the other way, and in the back or something. Uh, so the man the man looks at you and says, Yes, yes, he's reasonable. I, I am I'm Egyptologist like, uh, like you, maybe. I come, I come from other side. Yeah, there you go, Henry. Other Makes side, perfect Henry. sense. The other side of the ancient tomb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And so, do you have a boat, my friend? I'm sorry, what's your name? <laughs> so the man steps forward and he says, My name is Ippolito Rosellini. I am an uh, Egyptologist from, from Pisa. You've, you've heard of me. My, my work? <laughs> Certainly I have. I shake my head. Do you have a boat, though? <laughs> <laughs> he looks around and he says, A, a, a boat? Well, you must have came here from somewhere else, right? <laughs> no, I came, I, I show you, I came through the other passage. Uh, and he looks at uh, Henry, and Henry seems to be thinking quite seriously now. And he mutters to himself, Rosalini, Rosalini, yes, uh, perhaps, but... Mm. Um, but he seems, to be, he seems to be satisfied enough with the explanation. Uh, Ippolito is now kind of going back in deeper into uh, the... I'm trying to, like, mime the shape of a boat. <laughs> smoke coming out of the top. Like, boat. Do you have one, though? Uh, no, I come by with the Bedouins. The, ca- the camels, they, they bring me here. It, it, it's okay, I'll show you the way. Okay, camels. That's fine. Mm, yeah. Mm. 
Okay, so he's now Ippolito is going back into the shaft of of uh, the tomb, okay. and he's beckoning for you to follow him. Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, Mrs. Cavendish, it's your birthday. Would you like to enjoy the tomb before we head off on the camels? Have a little poke around. <laughs> we did come all this way. Yes. Well, he's yes. leading you into Better the tomb. Yeah. Had. Well, perfect. We should. It does feel like a trap, though. <laughs> a trap? <laughs> we should be wary. Yeah. Okay, well, let's be wary then. Fine. You step into the antechamber where Hippolyta was seemingly waiting. Make perception checks, guys, as you light up your lanterns and prepare to enter the shaft. Eleven. Six. Three. Eighteen. As you're lighting up your lantern, um, the spark of light that, that, uh, that emits from it uh, casts over Henry's face and you can see that he's looking very, very pale uh, and he's looking very concerned now and he seems to be like chewing on his moustache and doesn't, he seems lost in thought and he seems to be muttering the name Rosalini to himself. Henry, are you all right? Still sort of feeling a bit awful about the whole man being taken off by lions and of course your father dying and your mother dying as well. <laughs> Must be weighing on your mind. You're right. Uh, he looks up at you with haggard eyes and he says, Ugh! Fine, fine. This is uh, an adventurer's life. Is 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 what I contend with on on a daily basis. Let's proceed. Do you know anything about this guy? He said he was uh, yes. like you, right? Another explorer, adventurer type. Yes, yes. His eyes grow distant for a moment, and he says, "Yes, I think I've heard of his name and his works. Let me think on it further." Uh, and he he strides ahead. Uh, seemingly, he wants to be the one directly behind Ippolito as as Ippolito keeps going. All right. Yeah, okay. Keep going. All right. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. So, past the ch- antechamber where you first met Ippolito, uh, the tomb seems to simply be a narrow stone shaft for now. It's leading you downwards at a gentle slope, sometimes bending without clear reason. The walls on either side of you appear featureless at first. Uh, but as your eyes grow accustomed to the poor light, you start to pick out markings, carvings teeming on the stone. You reach out to run your fingers along them, but then begin to wonder if this is not simply a case of some sort of sun-addled pareidolia that's provoked by the shadows cast by the lantern against a rough-hewn stone. Every few minutes, Ippolito, at the head of the party, mutters something under his breath, like, Magnifico! But your party is otherwise silent, save for the sounds of your shoes scraping against the stone floors and the gentle hiss of the lanterns burning through their oil. You continue in this manner for about um, for about 20 minutes now. Uh, and and it's, none of you are claustrophobic, thankfully, but the, the, the walls of this tomb are extremely, extremely narrow right now. Uh, you notice that, that Henry seems to be coughing a lot now, and you don't know whether it's the dust that's being kicked up um, but you, you notice that Henry seems to be in, in some sort of physical distress. After about five more minutes, Ippolito stops suddenly, and then he takes a running jump, and you don't exactly see what's happened, but then he lands uh, maybe ten feet further down the hallway and then turns around and he says, Now you jump! Jump! And you, reach, you, you go down to where Ippolito was standing and you see that the floor of the hallway has fallen out completely. And it's almost as if there's like a ravine where the floor once was. It's about 10 feet long, this, this distance. And the exit of this tomb is somewhere along this way, right? Uh, he, e- echoing down the hallway, Ippolito says, Yes, very close now! Mm, very close. Ladies, shall we try and jump? Over this... This ten-foot gap. Ten-foot? 
Fling me across. That's proper like track and field long jump yeah, distance. Ten foot is a long way and... It's uh, a very long way. Yeah, Hippolyta took it relatively easily. There is no way Cornelia can do this. Maybe there's some kind of magic in the tomb that allows you to jump really far. Mm, bit of a long Cornelia. shot, that one. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything to grab onto on the sides? Can we sort of... Uh, yeah, the, the walls are actually very narrow, so they're about like two and a half feet wide. So you can like Jackie Chan so you down could, yeah. you could the sides to, of the... To wedge yourself down, but it would be... Yeah, difficult, but possible. I mean, I don't see what other options we have. We'll be fine. We don't have any rope with us, do we? Mm. Where did that lasso go? (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Sebastian, shimmy over the walls. Well, I mean, it's Henry first, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, we could. I mean, I mean, if there is an exit on the other side, then there would presumably be other tents and ropes and things, yeah, so I could, could go on ahead and come back and help Mrs. Cavendish cross somehow. Maybe we could bring back a ladder. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I like this idea. Alright, well, I'll go, obviously. Does anyone else want to go? I'll go. So, Henry has jumped across while you guys were talking about it. Uh, he falls just short. Uh, Ippolito manages to snatch his hand, though, Lightning quick and pulls him up on the other side. Aha! Good show! Nice! Uh, so, I'm a- so you'll be going. I suggest you leave a lamp with us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Who else is coming? Just you? I'm coming, yeah. Um, are you? Do you want to just try and jump it? Because you're probably more agile than I am. Or do you want me to throw you? <laughs> or you can, shimmy, you can shimmy across. Hippolyta is shouting down from the other end. He's saying, is there a problem? <laughs> no problem at all! We'll be with you presently. Okay. How am I shimmying? What, like, down the wall? Yeah, because it's narrow. You could just hold on to the wall. I've got stealth and survival. Would those help me? Survival? Uh, no, but your dexterity would help you. Okay. And your dexterity is quite high. Okay, I'm going to shimmy. Shall I go first? I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and jump it. Okay. Okay, cool. Make an athletics check. Uh, is it this one? Yeah. Five. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on the other side, and I run and jump. Okay, uh, make a dexterity check. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Yeah, that would be a one. Okay, uh, so you fall... <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> um, you you try to to grab onto the edge, and Napoleon reaches out towards you, um, but but your hand slips out of his, and you start falling. Thankfully, the edges of the of, of the ravine are not exactly sheer, and you start sliding down extremely quickly. Um, you take. Six points of damage, mm. though. Uh, I as, am unconscious. As you land, well, I guess I won't tell you what you land in, then, <laughs> no. you're unconscious. What were you on? I was on four. So does it go to minus two? He goes to minus oh. two now. Yeah. Uh, so Hippolyta looks at Henry <laughs> and then looks at the rest of you and he says, But do you need a rope? <laughs> <laughs> 
I think your friend is uh, he fell. <laughs> the, you, you, Henry puts the lantern down, and then from the darkness, you see a coil of rope being thrown across at you. <laughs> I think one followed, of us should go down. down. One of us needs to go down. Yeah. They throw off to you also a, a bag of like with nails in it and a hammer <laughs> to to put pythons in. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I I guess I'll go down and see what I can do about. Uh... I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you you nip down the rope. Uh, thankfully, it looks like. Uh, Sebastian's only fallen about 40 feet into very soft well yeah uh, soft loamy earth at the bottom uh, and it smells like like freshly tilled soil almost Um, but the the first thing that it makes you think of is actually excrement because it has this kind of mulchy smell of like a farm right Um, you don't really understand why it's at the bottom of this ravine but you can see Sebastian's unconscious body uh, it looks like he's gotten a bad knock to the back of the head, which has uh, rendered him unconscious. Okay. I'm going to put him in the recovery <laughs> position. <laughs> <laughs> which I understand the thing. Uh, and... Okay, so make a... a well, I mean, are you going to try to tend to him here, or do you want to try to get him back up the rope? Uh, so you can stabilize him for, because you're a nurse. That's fine. That's what you do. You can stabilize him so he's not losing any more hit points. Okay. But... Trust you completely. I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Don't worry. No pressure. It's just my life is in your hands yeah. right now. So he's unconscious with a concussion. Well, you don't know if he has a concussion. Okay. He's unconscious mm-hmm. with a head wound. Well, it looks like he's taken a knock to the back of the head. Okay. And does he have any other injuries? Is he bleeding He's anywhere? got some scrapes on his back from the way he was sliding down the, the edge of the pit. Okay. But his vitals are strong? His vitals <laughs> seem to be strong. Okay. His barrel chest is swelling and uh, deflating with breaths. Um, Adrenaline shot to the heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but his heart is beating, right? Like, yes, and yes, he's yes, breathing yes. and he's just unconscious. Ugh. Um, Take your time. <laughs> Mull it over. Um, is there anything I can do with what I have on hand? Uh, so Hippolyta looks, you can see his face poking over the edge of the pit. <laughs> and he says, do you want to bring him back up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've ascertained that he has any broken bones or anything, right? But he doesn't seem to. Okay, then maybe moving him is safe, I guess. <laughs> I don't have a super high level of confidence in this decision, but um, yeah, I mean, where? So, th- what's around me? Uh, it's just the edges of this pit with That's this kind of loamy earth at the bottom. The, there's a slope on the other side, mm. right? So it should be easier for them to pull him back, yeah. back up. I just don't want it to do any more damage on the way up. <laughs> like, just banging my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, there's nothing I can do for him down here. You're saying no. Okay. Then, then, yeah, I'm going to, um, I guess, around his torso, I guess, is probably the safest place to put the rope. Okay. So you tie the rope around his torso. Uh, who wants to start pulling him up? Well, presumably Henry, Henry and, and Hippolyto, yeah. not me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with our strength, what, eight and five? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so they, they both start pulling him up. Uh, Sebastian gets to the top of the other edge of the pit now uh, without any particular problems. Uh, and they lower the rope back down for you, Dorothy, so that you can scamper back up as well without too many problems. Uh, then they throw the rope over to your side mm -hmm. uh, and you can use it to just lay a, a quick rope across the, the pit and, yeah. and make it across relatively easily. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Dorothy, um, now that you're on the floor, you make a medicine check. And you can minister to him. Oh, five. Five. Mm. So, uh, Sebastian, you're still unconscious. <laughs> but I haven't dislocated his again. No, so. no, you haven't. You haven't made things worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pull out a win. If looks at a loss and he says, uh, "Well, we should keep to go on." Yes, it's... Uh... Uh, Henry, you can carry Sebastian. <laughs> Not too heavy. Uh, Henry strains to try <laughs> to pick up half of your bulk, Sebastian. Uh, and in the end, the both of them uh, managed to, to, to hoist your <laughs> your limp body up. Uh, and you start you start making your way uh, back down the shaft. Okay. So do the three of you want to follow behind or get ahead of Ippolito and, and Henry, who are going a little bit more slowly now? I'd like to go ahead. Yeah? Mm. Uh, I'll go ahead as well, mm. I think. I'll take the lamp that Sebastian was holding. Uh, okay, so, and Dorothy? Yeah, I'll go ahead as well. Okay. So uh, after a few more minutes, Dorothy and, and Cornelia, you see a, a light at the end of this shaft. Wow, there really was another exit. Okay, yeah. We... So you start approaching towards it and you can hear Hippolyto, who's still straining under the weight of uh, of Sebastian's body, saying, yes, yes, not much further now. Uh, and eventually you start to become aware that there's, there is a, there's another exit. You're going to go outside again. And you emerge into an astonishing clearing you realize now that you've been going down for about 20 minutes and now you're in in what looks less like a chamber and more like a colossal hollow beneath the surface of the earth. Indistinctly from above, you can see light streaming down and feathery white shafts billowing with dust. You can't make out where the light is actually coming from. There's bright green vines and leaves creeping up on every surface of this vast hollow up and around what looks like and was unmistakably a vast cathedral, standing, uh, looming over you in the centre of the space. It looks to be of the Gothic period. It has sharply pointed arches and broad flying buttresses supporting ornate stonework. The site of this clearly European, clearly medieval architecture preserved perfectly in a forgotten tomb more than two millennia old overwhelms you as Hippolyto continues chattering to himself under the weight of, of, of Sebastian's body, increasingly feverish at the sight of this, uh, while you can see Henry simply mouthing the air, silently gaping at the, at the sight of it. Um, a cult check. Yeah, yeah. go for this it. Whole, this whole situation. Thirteen. You don't know anything about this beyond the fact that it looks, it, it, it's very strongly reminiscent of uh, a Gothic church, maybe a kind of a, a French, Western French Gothic church, um, but you can't place it any more than that. I mean, it looks like it would not be out of place in any town centre in Central What's Europe. What's around the cathedral? Uh, 
Are there any people? No, it's completely deserted. The cathedral itself is covered with like a patina of moss and mold. And so it's got this kind of greenish brown aspect to it. And there's creeper vines on many of the surfaces. Um, but besides that, it's an enormous kind of dome-shaped hollow. How far away is it? Uh, the church is about uh, 150 feet away. Hippolyto, we are beneath the ground. <laughs> Why is there a cathedral here? And in Egypt as well. And in Why Egypt. Why is there a medieval cathedral? Hippolyto uh, now lowers Sebastian to the ground, uh, as does Henry. Uh, and and steps reverently towards the cathedral, looking up at it while stroking his moustache, saying, It's beautiful, isn't it? Yes, but why is it here? He says, Come inside, come inside. I, sh- I show you where I came from. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. Okay. I follow. Yes. Okay. I follow. Yes. Uh, Dorothy... You make a perception check. Eleven. So you're looking back, uh, as as Joy and Cornelia are following Apollo and Henry, uh, you look back with concern at Sebastian, and you notice that he's uh, actually, he's getting groggy now. It's almost as if he's coming back to consciousness. Okay. Uh, this is unusual from your point of view, that he should be coming back to consciousness so soon. Uh, Sebastian, you gain two hit points, and you're at zero again. Can I try to... Can I try any further healing on him? Yeah, make a medicine check. Ten. Ten? Uh, yeah, all, all you can really make out is that you must have misdiagnosed and the wound wasn't as as, as severe as you'd expected, or maybe Sebastian's just uh, overwhelming physical <laughs> prowess <laughs> means that he heals at a preternatural speed. Well, thank goodness. <laughs> but yeah, Sebastian, you're you're feeling yourself coming groggily back into consciousness now, but you're still at zero, so you can you can kind of move very slowly but you can't really take any physically strenuous activity now okay um but you are aware of your surroundings uh so no no audrey i don't want any butter (laughs) (laughs) uh and indeed you become aware of your surroundings in in quite astonishing uh in quite astonishing surroundings there's you can see the 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 church i'm kind of aware of where I am. Yeah, it's as if you've you you lost consciousness in the pit and now you've woken up in what looks like this deserted, verdant <laughs> okay. uh, church. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> Quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Better than I expected. Ah. Oh, hello, Dorothy. You dead too. <laughs> ah, it's nice here, isn't it? You've taken a bit of a blow to the head, Sebastian. In the bowels of the earth, our heroes face a paradox of monumental implications. The impossibility of this gothic cathedral in an ancient Egyptian tomb defeats all rational conjecture. What forgotten power could have put this here, and for what malevolent purpose? Cornelia Cavendish's mind reels in a storm of questions, but all she can do is follow their mysterious guide, stupefied and lost. You've been listening to The Tomb of Aresnufis, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day. 
starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow The Infinite Bad, as well as our other podcast shows, on Twitter at HumanDefinitely, and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a Definitely Human production.